Welcome to The Messy Path, where we're navigating through the messy journey to soulful relationships. I'm Ariel, a rapid transformational therapist. And I'm Whitney, an intuitive relationship coach. We believe that through sharing our experiences and passion for relationships, we can guide women on their unique paths. That together we can show the variety of paths life takes to finding your true connection and way of being in life. Join us as we share in the mess and expand on our journey towards soulful relationships. Yay! We're both so excited about today's topic. It flowed to us this week that we're recording it, and we're going to talk about birthdays. <laughs> yeah, so this Wednesday, or last Wednesday, was Whitney's birthday, and um, I got to thinking, how are we celebrating birthdays? Whitney really talked about having her birthday be this, this big transition period and um, of a time of release. And if you've been listening to any of our episodes, which I definitely recommend listening to um, Whitney's getting to know her episode for more in depth, like on her birthday story about why they've been so, so critical. Um, but being big transition times and big releasing times. And I, I got to thinking, yes, how are we doing? Like, um, how are we having like a mindful birthday? What have my birthdays like represented for us? How have they changed as we've gotten older? And how can we approach that with, you know, birthdays are definitely part of our messy path. And I mm -hmm. think we all feel that. And it's like, how can we approach it from more of like a high vibe space? Like as well, what are we doing to foster and nurture ourselves during this time of what should be celebration, right? Yes, absolutely. And I think we as women, especially, we tune into birthdays in such a different way because there's so much pressure on it. Like mm -hmm. if I'm not married by the time I'm 30, if I, you know, look like I'm 40, but I'm really in my early 30s. Like there's all of this stress around like aging and birthdays and like not wanting to be celebrated because you don't want to draw attention, but you do want to have like maybe a nice party or like have somebody be thinking of you. Um, like I can remember my mom getting frustrated about birthdays and being like, I don't want to do anything. And then my dad wouldn't really plan anything. And then she'd get pissed off. And it's like, well, you said you didn't want anything. Like mm -hmm. you gotta, you have to be honest around birthdays. And I think it's so right. hard for women to like really Speak accept their wants and desires. Yes. Like, and own their power around your birthday. Like if you right. want a big party, do it. If you really don't want to be around people, don't be around people. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So there's, and, and I, I think, think that that speaks so much to harnessing. What do you actually want? Yes. What do you actually need? And then being able to, to vocalize that because what we're doing by not saying what we actually want or not setting ourselves up in that way, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Your mm -hmm. mom is setting herself up for disappointment by saying, I don't want anything, but I really do want something. Exactly. And this is when we get into the men aren't mind readers. <laughs> like you have well, that speak your voice. They don't, yeah. they don't, they're not thinking in the same way. And regardless of, of sexes and, and, and those kinds of things, it's like, what do we really want? How can we really celebrate that? Yes. And I think that's the important thing too, is like, it is okay to tell your partner or to tell your best friend, like, I want to celebrate me and here's what I would like it to look like. Like there's nothing wrong with that if you trust the person. Um, 
So I think, do we want to talk a little bit about like our own relationships with birthdays and like what like the worst birthday was and like yes. best birthday and all that stuff? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Go, <laughs> go for it. Ariel. We both had like a birthday transition of sorts. Too. Oh, big time. And ever since I went through that transition, it's just been like, okay, cool. I can love my birthday again. Yes. Yes. Me too. Okay. Do you want to go first or you want me to go? Um, go, go for it. All right. So, um, growing up, my mom was amazing for birthdays. She made all of us kids feel really special. And I think that that really gave us a good, like a different set point on which to feel like about our stuff. When I was in grade school, we always had the, the whole class over for our birth for birthday parties, right? Which was a bunch of things. It was my mom not wanting kids to feel excluded. And it was also that I didn't have enough close friends. (laughs) It felt like, or it would be, you know, the girls from your class or something like that, you know? And obviously as we grew up, you know, into later elementary school and middle school and stuff, then it became, you know, who are your actual friends and, and having those people over, which was always drama too. Mm -hmm. I remember in fifth grade, I had four friends. One of them was one of their moms was our other fifth grade teacher. And I didn't get invited to her birthday party. And I was like, uh, and she's like, well, my mom said I could only invite you know, three people or whatever. And I was like, well, you have four friends. Yeah. Like you, she knows we're friends. There's five of us playing on the playground every day. And I was felt so excluded, you know? And I think so many of us have a story like that of feeling like excluded, you know, from things too, and how we're balancing that into things. And so then that sets a different set point of feeling like, even though you're having your own party, I remember um, my best friend not giving me enough attention at one of my birthday parties later on and making me feel like she sat right next to me the whole night with her back turned to me and, and just isn't feeling it, like crappy about this. Isn't it so funny how like these very formative early birthday years mm-hmm. are like the ones that set the tone. And then you mm-hmm. just have this belief of like, it's so ingrained. You're like, oh, birthdays are not fun and they make me sad. And you just, because you're a kid, yes. you process that so deeply mm-hmm. that you're just like, okay, I hate birthdays now. Or yes. on my birthdays, my friends never show up how I want them to. Yes. Well, and I think like your mom, my mom always focused on the people who didn't show up. Yes. She didn't like show enough gratitude to the people who were there, which again is just a perspective difference because you're always going to be hurt that someone didn't show up enough or didn't come. Mm -hmm. And instead of focusing on that, focusing on how, you know, the people who did show up, the people who gave you something when you know that they're struggling financially right now, right. And really appreciating what that meant for them to give you something at that time or the person who just brought flowers because, because they're doing that too. Right. And I think that, you know, just seeing how are they showing up? How are they, they talking to you about things and and focusing in on that? Cause I had a great, I had a very great 16th birthday party, but I also probably silent cried because I felt so discluded from my, from, you know, from my friend (laughs) at the time, but it's all growing pains. Right. But my mom was always great. Always gave us, you know, cards, made us feel special when Mm -hmm. we were 
you know, calling us at, at midnight to sing happy birthday. Um, my grandma always calls us and plays this little, um, what are they called? The little wind up. Where oh, like you a jack in the box? The piano. No, but oh. yeah, where you like wind the little piano song and it goes ting, ting, Oh, like ting, a music ting, box. Ting, ting, ting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Just okay. called the music box. Yeah. I, I, maybe, she, I don't know. You get a call and... Um, and you know, back when it was just on the house line and you didn't know who was calling and yeah. you just hear ting, 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 ting. And you knew it was grandma calling you for your birthday this year. She didn't do it. Cause she was like, Oh, and I was like, I'm going to save this. My grandma is 90, whatever now. And I'm like, I'm saving this voicemail forever. Yeah. And she didn't do it. And I was like, grandma, <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you have to call me now. Like you still have a couple hours today. Call me. <laughs> And she was like, oh, I thought you wouldn't, you know, want that anymore. And I was like, no, this is like your thing. And, yeah. But it's about rituals, right? Exactly. We have these rituals or expectations for birthdays that can be, you know, positive, like mm-hmm. getting this message from my grandma, like my mom always calling at midnight to say happy birthday, even though that's not when I was born. It's just the day that is now your birthday. Yeah. You know? um, and that's fun. And that's special. But it's definitely like, we have all these societal pressures about putting, you know, expectations and how you want to feel yeah. and, you know, society at general, in general, especially for women, puts so much emphasis on the years, right? Yes. Happy 29th birthday for the fifth time, right? How many yeah, cards like forbid, that do we see? Oh my God. Yeah. God forbid you actually be a human that like, yes. And, and gracefully yeah. <laughs> and like embraces it and celebrates it. Yes. And then when we enter children into it, which neither of us have, but still becomes a thing of like, okay, now the focus is on them, like not about you or something. So yes. what I consider like my worst birthday was my 23rd birthday, which was, um, so I was living in Chicago at the time. My boyfriend was on and off breaking up with me for, uh, like eight months or something like oh at God. that point while I was living out of state and doing other stuff and it was terrible and um, somehow I called him or he called me and I got him to agree to like meet me for for dinner in like Milwaukee and I wasn't even telling anyone that like we were gonna meet up or whatever mm. and we had a fun enough time but it was like the awkward was there and I mm-hmm. went I was driving and I dropped him off at wherever he was staying and went to like give him a hug or a kiss good night and he literally like unbuckled and ran out of the car like left the door open ran out of the car what (laughs) it's like but you were dating like he was your yeah we were on and off dating so we weren't like I don't know if we were technically dating but we hadn't fully fully broken up you know like we were still talking all the time it was it was a mess. Oh <laughs> okay. God. But he literally ran out of the car. The next morning he messaged me like he thinks that we should not talk for a month. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Because he wanted okay. to like get things sorted. He was kind of seeing this other girl who now is his wife, but that's a whole nother drama yeah. thing. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so much messy path. I so love it. it was like this super awkward moment. I felt I was like, really alone all during the day because I was in Chicago and I wasn't vibing with it. And, um, you know, I wasn't really friends with the girls at work and I felt insecure around them. And, um, and I think I got like a fun card from one of them, 
but I just felt really isolated. And then this happened with my on again, off again boyfriend. And I literally ran out of the car with the door open, Oh, leaving the door open. And I was just like, okay. Then I drive home to, and I went to my grandma's house or my grandparents' house. Okay. And my grandma had made me a cake and it was my grandparents and my parents and the rest of my friends like weren't around. My mm-hmm. siblings weren't around. It was just the four of them and me. And it was this really, my grandma's a great baker. It's a beautiful cake. It has 23, like the numbers on it. Aww. And, um, and they sang the saddest version of happy birthday to me, which we can talk about later, but it was like, <laughs> slow and drawl because nobody was like pepping it and I was like going to cry like and it was so terrible because they were being so nice they were still treating me so special but I felt so empty (laughs) at that time interesting is it that like you were so deeply in your feelings that it just like emanated Mm -hmm. every like everybody was probably picking up on that on some level they're like how do we turn this around for this poor girl's birthday you feel so self-conscious happy birthday to you and I'm like oh my god oh my god oh Oh, my god and so after that, I was like, well, this sucks. <laughs> I wanted to like claim more of my birthday. So I don't remember what happened for the next like few years. Oh, no, I do. Oh, it's coming back to me. The next year I was the next year, two years later, must have been my 25th birthday. I'm thinking Okay, I was dating this guy that I, I really liked. My mom was like, this is going to be the guy for you. And, but I knew it wasn't like, he wasn't fully moving in with me. Like he wasn't fully there. Okay. My sister was coming out of the hospital. She had been, she had, she almost died from pneumonia and all these other stuff. And my dad was hospitalized and everybody was just getting out of the hospital. So they were like, okay, but we couldn't do anything. And so this guy was going to come over to my house where I live with my parents yeah. and um, hang out with me. And they were going to like go to my grandma's to hang out. Like, okay. I don't know why we weren't like going to a restaurant or doing something else, but sure. like, that's what I got my whole family to like leave their house. Like so weird. Oh my God. But my best friend sent me flowers from New Mexico like, oh, you know, while yeah. she was living there. And I felt so special, like about that. And it was so nice. Yeah. And he wasn't showing up. He was like late. And he calls me and he says, I bet you think I'm not coming. And I'm like, well, I'm hoping that's <laughs> what kind of like answer the phone. Like, and that's the first thing out of his mouth. Like, oh, <laughs> boy. He's like, no, I'm on my way just late and I'm like oh my god and we had a fun time we had a fun time hanging out like with my family and stuff like that but obviously that fizzled out as well Mm -hmm. so then let's see fast forward to my 26th birthday oh on another day time I had a friend like a guy friend who clearly wanted to sleep with me okay and I was like no you know, he wasn't ever saying it outright, but he's like, but you could just sleep over at my place. Well, if you're downtown, you could just sleep over at my place. And I'm like, dude, I'm not sleeping with you. I'm not saying that. I'm like, yeah, okay. 
Yeah. So we have plans to hang out with my best friend and her husband for my birthday. And he totally bails, like on my way to picking him up. He's like, yeah, I'm not going. And I'm like, okay. So now I'm solo on a double date dinner. And like on your restaurant on my birthday after like he had, he had been like, I'll hang out with you. I'll go to dinner. I super want to hang out with your, your friend, like all this stuff just totally bails out. And I'm like, okay. So then I felt, I still ended up turning it around so that like I had a fun time, but I'm like, this isn't what I want. This like is not how I want to feel. It's not what that is. And I'm like, what do I actually want to do for my birthday? So the next year, my 26th birthday, I went, I said to my close, now all my closest friends were like back in the state of Wisconsin, which was a rarity. And I said, okay, I want to go to my favorite place, which is Devil's Lake. And I want to hike there. My birthday's in February. So hiking this like bluffy trail in the wintertime is like a thing. But I'm like, I've seen pictures. I want to do this. Like, this is my joy. And so they all say yes. And I'm like, okay, I pick all of them up. We're driving there. We get to the base of the bluffs and they're like, Ariel, you're not walking up this. And I'm like, you guys, I literally asked you all. Yeah, this this is what we're doing. And they're like, no, no, no. This is, you're not actually walking up this. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, we're not doing this. I was so bummed. And then we just like hiked around and it was fine, but it was disappointing. And then we went to this cool restaurant um, in Madison that I really enjoyed and had like, and it's small and intimate and um, kind of farm to table you know, using local source food, really good beers. And I'm like, this is awesome. This is like my level of going out for dinner. Yeah. And I was like, this is what I want, but next year I'm doing it with my soulmate. Oh. And who wasn't in, who I had no idea who this was like at that time. And oh within the course of the year, everything about my life changed. And my next birthday, I went to Devil's Lake with my soulmate, went to the same restaurant, had just an amazing time, amazing day, super aligned. And it was actually like 64 degrees or something on my birthday. Like it was insane. And we were hiking around and everything and had a really great time. And I'm like, this is what I want. This is what I want to be doing. I want to be spending time in the place that I love, you know, with people I love, enjoying good food and whatever. And now for the next, for the last four years, that's what we've been doing. Yeah. And it's been most of the time on my actual birthday and which has been cool, just kind of how it's fun aligned like that. But that was awesome. For my 30th birthday, I really wanted a party really wanted a party I'm like I didn't have that like special party I wanted for like my 22nd birthday and I really wanted one for that to celebrate and so I still did our devil's lake like hiking around day and had a little party and it was fun and casual and snacks and I just like had a fun time but it was because I was like creating the space that I wanted for it, oh, you know, cool. and being more in control of it, which I think was helpful and just being really like appreciative. So that's awesome. That's so, I love that. Um, 
like the 30th always seems to be something with like so mm-hmm. much pressure on it for women. But yeah, um, I think if I have any advice for women getting close to your 30th birthday, if you are into astrology at all, it is like the peak generally of your Saturn return. Yes. So do what you want and know that the waves are coming <laughs> or yeah. they, or you're going to be riding like the final part of those waves because it is just rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love how you like navigated through like all of that with your birthday. And it really came down to like you just saying, this is what I want. And mm-hmm. like not forcing it. It's just like yes. showing up and saying, I would like to have a nice party and like not worry about who's coming and who's not, or like what the restaurant's like, just I want to have a nice gathering with friends Mm -hmm. as opposed to like when you're little and you're learning from your mom, like I need to stress out because so-and-so is not here. And they said they were coming and like Mm -hmm. all of that kind of more statusy stuff. And instead just look at like, where's the love coming today? Yes. And how can I show myself love? Which I think is, that's the power in releasing the expectations and just like sitting in what you want to create. And now like, so I know we'll talk about this more too, but like when I um, had my RTT session, my first big RTT session for myself, it was a week before my 29th birthday. And that was so pivotal to me, totally aligned with my, like for as far as Saturn return goes, right? It's like, it's like when we have the the moon phases, right? And it's the strong, the pull of the the full moon is the three days before and the three days, it's the three days around the full moon, right? So it's the same for your Saturn return, which peaks around 29 or 30. And it's, so the three years kind of before and after is that pull in and push out kind Mm -hmm. of like momentum feeling. And so in the three years leading up to that, I was surrendering my life, dedicating it to aligning into my soul path, which is exactly what your Saturn return is about, Totally. which ended up, which resulted in my biggest surrender, which was having my RTT session and um, that changed everything. And I love that kind of time now for people to think about as far as rituals go and things like that what kind of energetic work can you be incorporating into your birthdays and having that be a really great time to you know um our friend charlotte k does a great session called reflect and elevate Mm -hmm. and it's this great like process about reflecting on the past year and kind of making goals for the next year. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is wonderful. Like this is what we all should be doing for our birthdays. 100%. And I think that's, that's the power of birthdays that I think it's overlooked because we so surface Mm -hmm. level, just look at it. Like, what are my gifts? How are people showing me love today? Like you're looking outwardly so often and it's such a powerful moment to really reflect and turn inward and I think Mm -hmm. that was a big turning point for me in my birthdays is when I decided to just turn it into a celebration for myself and like not worry about what was happening yeah Um, so your 30th birthday was huge this is probably your your big pivotal point like in your life totally and I definitely had like on and off birthdays before then, like some of them were really good and some of them weren't, but I hadn't put together that the reason some of them were really good was because I didn't really have big expectations. I just knew kind of what I wanted to do that day and it happened. Um, 
but Yay, manifesting right, right? exactly because it's our like, day yeah. so it's like oh, the stars are aligned for you yes <laughs> exactly like I'll never forget my first birthday in college I lived in the upper peninsula of Michigan I was going to school up there and so I was like eight hours away from home and my best friend was going to drive up and she really didn't like doing long haul driving so I like met her at the Mackinac Bridge to like drive then drive her like the mm-hmm. rest of the way to my college and she was going to hang out for the weekend and we like all went camping and it was super fun but I got to the parking lot where we were going to meet and my parents were there and my parents had surprised oh, me God. and they baked me a cake and all they did they drove all that way with Allie like in tandem oh. and just handed me a cake and like said happy birthday and I was like that's the sweetest thing ever so <laughs> it was so sweet and it was it really was one of those birthdays where it was like I can't remember what I got. I like just remember Allie came up, my parents were there to give me a cake and like we went camping and it was so nice. And we saw the Northern Lights. It was so cool. Um, yeah, it was so cool. So like those are the birthdays where I think I think we think that these big celebrations have to be these huge memorable things. And honestly like I know I've had big birthdays. Like my 21st birthday was big. My 21st birthday was a cluster. Um and not just because of alcohol, but my boyfriend at the time took me out and he was not an a city like fancy dinner dude Mm -hmm. like he lived on like four hundred dollars a year seriously like he would dumpster dive for food he was not like he was not going out to restaurants but I asked him if we can go out to a restaurant he blindfolds me told told me to put on my nicest like outfit so of course me being a Libra I'm like in a ball gown because I'm like like, seriously I was like just from like three years ago that I yeah. asked Lord to masquerade ball last winter. Yes. Yeah. So that yes. So, so that, when we're four inch heels, it's September. And it's, it, I think we can walk outside. Are we doing yeah. walking? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. And that's I was like seriously in high heels in this like fancy ass dress in my like little cruddy dorm room. And he picks me up and he blindfolds me. He's like, I'm taking you out to a nice restaurant. And I'm like, he's wearing a clean white. <laughs> he was actually dressed up, which I was like very impressed by. He was like in dude formal wear like in slacks and like a button down um and he drives me around town and the college town we were in Marquette is super small so like he's purposefully throwing me off by like doing Mm -hmm. circles and stuff like that but I'm like okay we're either going to this nice restaurant or this nice restaurant and I'm like getting myself all amped up and we get there and he takes he gets me out of the car and he takes the blindfold off and we are at Hudson's which is basically like the UP version of Chili's and I am like are you effing kidding me right now like this is where we're going for my birthday and I like I get it like he could you know we can't afford a steakhouse on a college budget but I was still like just dreaming like yes over expecting and then we get in there and we have dinner and we go to leave and he's forgotten his wallet no I I was like so so bummed out but anyways that was like peak Whitney like having crazy expectations but also like not trusting those expectations you know like yes being I'm not good enough for this so anyways there's so much in that yeah because you could have done that same thing and been like oh my god this is so fun I feel like you know post Oscars when you see Mm -hmm. the people like at Taco Bell you know like getting food after the Oscars in their Oscar gowns you know making it something like fun like that yeah because you know that that's what you know it was or you could feel like 
I'm not good enough to go to a fancy restaurant. And so we're just going to, to Hudson's. Right. And it's like another just mindset shift around it. But when your expectations were different and your expectations weren't matched, Mm -hmm. now is when you feel that right. Like disappointment. Absolutely. So that, yeah. So that was like a whole thing. And, um, so flash forward to my 30th birthday, because I did, I, we were talking about this yesterday, preparing for this episode and my 30th birthday is such a freaking great example of this. So mm-hmm. as you all know, like leading up to that, I was in like the f- beginning of the fallout of the engagement I was in. And on my 30th, we had like called up the engagement while we were still together. And I had a realization the evening of my 30th birthday, which by the way, I, all I asked for for my 30th was like some sort of surprise party, which knowing that asking for that <laughs> is oh not a God. surprise. <laughs> Right. But, but I was like, I just want a party and yeah, my partner should know me well enough that he knows like where I would want to go and like who I would want there. So like it's not you hard. Wanna be like I think what we want is to feel like celebrated yeah. for us. Yeah. You know, like that a day where we're not doing the work yeah. that we're able to relax and like be treated like a queen and a goddess that we are you know, be celebrated in that way instead of like also having to be the one to do the dishes or whatever. Like exactly. on my birthdays, now that I like when, like for my 30th birthday, did not do the dishes that night. No. Right. And I'm like, nope, we are. And they're like, oh, do you want help? I'm like, no, I am not doing this tonight. Yeah. I am not ending the night by doing the dishes. Right. That is not, <laughs> that right. is not queen status. Exactly. And I never say that about myself. You know, I never call myself a queen or like this stuff. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, that's not what brings me joy. And I don't have to do this. Right. Today. I'm not scrubbing a pan right now. And so it's just right. going to sit overnight. And that's yeah. fine. And then the mm-hmm. next day you can do it in the glow of like having someone. Yeah a great birthday so I had asked my partner at the time to plan a birthday party for me and I basically like I gave him a rough idea of obviously the places I like to be I said you know here's the people I would like to have their kind you know like he knew roughly who I would want there and I was like okay this is happening right and of course it wasn't happening it wasn't happening it wasn't happening it was two days before my birthday and he's like oh I haven't uh found a place for you yet I'm like what are you talking about? You know, my three favorite restaurants, they all have private rooms. This is not hard. Like this is not hard. So then I end up planning my 30th and I, it's at this uh, brewery in town that I don't really like, like, it's fine, but it's like, I didn't want to be at a brewery for my birthday. And, um, and so I plan this whole thing and like put a Facebook group together and invite everybody. And then I'm the day before my birthday and I have therapy and horseback riding back to back. And at the end of it, Mm. I was like, I can't fucking do this. I'm not going to do this. And I, I went home and I was like crying and journaling. And I just came to the realization. I literally, as I was trying to envision my 30th and like walking into mm-hmm. the brewery with my friends and my partner, I could not see him next to me. Wow. I could not see him. And you're engaged with my at this time. Well, we you know, just that. called off the engagement, but okay. yeah. 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 We were still together. We we're living together. We were like, we're going to work through this. Um, and I couldn't imagine him there. And so I, had to share that with him. And I was like, I don't know. I, I know what this means, but I'm scared to say it like at the time too. And I think this is a really yes. big sign, just like as an aside, if you're constantly saying, I don't know, you yep. do, you're just not ready to hear what the answer is. Yes. Cause there was like a whole nine months where I don't know was my mantra. Yep. <laughs> um, but so I, so I called it off on the eve of my 30th and I 
had to send a text out to everybody just being like, we're not getting together tomorrow. I canceled it. And, um, you know, told a select few people what had happened. Um, but then the next day I, so that was a Thursday. My 30th was on a Friday. My 30th was also golden, my golden birthday. So I had put so much pressure on this day. Um, I, of course, had all my girlfriends calling me like, what do you really want to do? Like, let's make your day for you. And I just looked up in my calendar what happened that day. And I okay, had, yeah, because I want to know. Yeah, I had breakfast <laughs> with one of my best friends at this like cute little coffee shop. And we just sat together. And I remember she gave me the most thoughtful gift. And like, just she's so sweet. And so we like sat together and cried because I'd like just ended things with my partner. And it was just super awkward. Um, and then I went to Grand Haven and I did my very first float tank. And mm. it was like mind blowing. And I think that is one of those things that instilled in me, like birthdays are for rituals for you. Yes. Yes. And then I had lunch with my high school best friend and like just had a really mellow day and was coming to being at peace with the decision that I had just made the night before, not knowing like, which is so huge. So, right? so huge. And knowing like, I'm going back to being in the same house with him. Cause like when you yeah. live together, it's not like it's just a clean break. You're not going to see him again. Like we lived together for like a month after. And then that mm. evening I had a handful of girlfriends be like, we'll do whatever you want this evening. Like, let us know if we are bringing over pizza and ice cream and wine and you're, we're just going to cry or yeah. you want to like get dressed up and go out and have some cocktails. So we ended up doing the latter and just had a really nice, like small dinner at my favorite restaurant. And then went to a cocktail bar and had a couple of cocktails and it, you know, it was hard. Like I was definitely like crying on and off, but it was exactly what I needed. Like those that loved me just naturally knew how to take care of me. And then mm -hmm. I started taking care of myself. Like that float mm -hmm. tank was seriously such a light switch for me. Yeah. Um, and well, that's or <clears throat> when you set the intention yes. to take care of yourself, the tools, practices, people that you have already set up and established showed up. Yes. That's so spot on. Yes. Because you took the first step in saying, no, this is what I need, want, and desire right now. Yep. This is my intention for the, my birthday. This is how I need to take care of myself. And the universe responded yeah. by bringing those people to you, by putting them in your place. You know, this is why having those types of, of, of systems, right, whether it's friends or, or doing something for yourself is so, so helpful, right, and so important is because now you can, like, you know, call upon the super team to be like, hey, we're calling you up to action right now. This is, you know, it's go time, right? Yeah, and that was so, it just flowed through me, and I really... Mm -hmm loved the, now that I have like four years distance from it, the dichotomy of like literally having that birthday be the best and the worst at the same time mm. and seriously feeling like it was like a rebirth, like, okay, I can come out of this now and like yeah. be okay. And I know I'm in a mess and I know I'm going to be emotionally drained for the next whatever, but I'm doing what's right for me. And that birthday really was that like shift Mm -hmm. in what I wanted. And there are definitely like last year I had my birthday out here and it was my first one here. And I kind of wanted to have a shindig and not very many people showed up because I didn't know very many people, but it was still a beautiful experience. But I did have too many expectations around it where I noticed like, yeah. oh, okay, here's me giving my power away again. Like how can I do what I really want to do for my birthday? Mm -hmm. And then this year, 
Yeah. So I want to know what you did this year. Oh my God. So my intention around my birthday now is just to do what feels most aligning for me. So like there's some ritual in it, but really it just kind of flows. And I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds nice. That sounds nice. And I just put it together. So like, I love getting up and seeing the sunrise on my birthday. I'm a morning person, so it's not hard for me. So I have this little place in the park that is not very well traveled. Um, and I go kind of like hike out there and I sit in this meadow and watch the sunrise and the mountains turn pink and it's just beautiful. Like, it's so perfect. And it just feels so like fulfilling. Like I'm just drinking up the energy from the mountains. Um, so I did that in the morning and then got back home and just like had a quick breakfast with the puppies and Greg was working. Um, so then I took the dogs out for a hike and it was just nice to be with them and like watch them play and have fun and and do like a, like just a nice little like hour long hike. And then, um, I came home and I just kind of hung out for a little bit, did a float tank. And I didn't realize this until I was going to the float. I scheduled the float and it ended the exact time that I was born. Oh, total rebirth. Right? Isn't that so cool? Yeah. So it ended at 1230 mountain time, which is 230 Eastern, which is when I was born back in Mm. Michigan. So I was like, oh, this is so cool. So that float was just like, so rejuvenating. And I seriously felt so relaxed. Like if you have not tried to float, try it at least once. Like some people have adverse reactions to it because they're just a little claustrophobic. But like, if you can just chill your mind out a little bit, they're amazing. Um, yeah. And then I came home and I took the longest best nap that I've taken in a long time. And I'm like, not a napper. Um, and that was pretty much my day. Then I took a shower and got dressed up and Greg and I went out and had a great dinner. And, um, yeah, it was just like a lovely day. And I did a lot of journaling. Like I did a lot of just like talking to the universe and meditating and like just being with myself that day and, and allowing myself to say, this is what I want the next year to be like. And this is what I want to like manifest. And this is what I wish for. And I think that's another thing as adults, we forget to do. Birthday wishes. We get to wish for things. And as an adult, it's not so much just a wish that you like hope a pony appears in your front yard, but like you can go get the pony. Yeah. Go start saving money. Go talk to a horse person. Put your manifestations out there. This is, this is such an aligning time for manifestations, right? Um, we just hosted um, my partner's son for his birthday the other last weekend. And I said, what's your birthday wish? <laughs> like he's a, you know, and he's an adult. And, and, but I still said it kind of joking like that. Yeah. And he's like, uh, for a new president. And I was like, yes, like that. <laughs> that's we will all that. collectively <laughs> that yes. oh, the collective great. energy behind that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, that's but, adorable. Um, but I was like, what a great adult wish, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, but, but for all of our stuff, there's so many things that we wish on a day-to-day basis, right? That's literally what our manifestations are. And this is like, this prime time for us to step into our our alignment because that is our day. Yes. That's our day. So if we think, if you want to talk about what are, if we think about thin places, thin places are the energetic points in, in the earth where the energy between the, the, the physical space and the energetic place is it's thinnest. So the energy is really strong in those places. And you can summon that kind of 
energetic attraction into different places, you know, churches trying to pull that in and so on. Um, But there's also magical kind of places around the world. But if you think about your birthday being Mm -hmm. the thin day for yourself, right? We know that the the solstices are thin days, right? That they have this bigger um, energetic pull. Mm -hmm. Um, All Saints Day, right? That's why we celebrate All Hallows Eve as we're moving into, you know, the start of October right now. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing because it, the, the spirit energy has a greater passageway into the earth. That's what we're acknowledging there. Super yeah. pagan, super old school, super energetic. Mm-hmm. And if we look at those things and say, our birthdays are our energetic days. Yeah. It's and when your soul is- popped into this experience. Yes. Like that's such a cool yes. reality to think about. And knowing anything about how much so, okay. So even when we think about, you know, our Zodiac chart, right? Mm-hmm. Our horoscope, our, our birth chart. Mm-hmm. And for people who poo poo that, but also want to stay religious, it's like, I'm sorry. Do you think that the God who in, you know, like formed invisible atoms that you can't see that form everything didn't also place you into this world in alignment to everything that you needed to like learn and grow from be before and become. And you don't think that all of that has a system like for you. Okay. But it does, right? This is what this is. It's saying, this is your alignment. This is what those meanings have in your life. It's a chart for your life, right? So there's a fun movie I think that really speaks to this and it's called Mm -hmm. five star day and it's from like 2004 or something and um it's about this guy who who wakes up and it's his birthday and his horoscope reads you're gonna have a five star day hence the movie title okay and it's supposed to be perfect you know, you're, you're, you're going to see success in, you know, your, your career and your relationships and all these things. And so he's high flying Mm -hmm. and he goes to work and gets fired from his work. He comes home early from his job and his girlfriend is, you know, having an affair on his birthday cake. And then he sounds like sliding doors too. Yeah. And he goes out and his later on that day, his car, get, his nice car like gets towed. And so he's like, this isn't a five-star day, right? All of these things crumbled away. Yeah. So then he says, I'm going to go look up. He's in New York because everybody's mm-hmm. in New York or whatever he <laughs> yeah. is. And, yeah. um, and he's like, I'm going to look up the who was born at the closest time to me in the same space because they should have like, you know, the exact same birth chart, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As me. Born at the same time, same place, yeah. from the same hospital. And so, you know, it's like four other people. So he tracks down these people to ask them what happened on their birthday. Yeah. And there was like a single mom who's alcoholic, you know, baby daddy, um, like barged into her life, stole the, you know, beautiful locket that her mom had gifted her as an heirloom. And it, it caused this social welfare issue and all this stuff. And so she's like, no, I felt like my birthday was terrible. Yeah. She met this other guy who was a, a stage performer, like a jazz musician, singer, and he had been diagnosed with throat cancer. Oh. But what this was doing 
was causing everybody, first of all, to connect with each other mm. and see what the next steps were for all of them. He ends up getting together with the single mom, tracking down the locket, you know, bringing the mm. locket to him. He gives the the singer um, like demo tape, you know, one of his CDs to yeah. um, like a big newspaper publisher, whatever that he had. And it aligns them to the next steps of their life. And what you realize at the end of the movie was that it was our perspective mm -hmm. and expectation of what that meant to our ego mm -hmm. and not what was in alignment to your soul. Because that five-star day for him got him out of the job that was unfulfilling, mm -hmm. brought him into the awareness that he wasn't with the right person. Yep. entered in a new person who was more suited for him into his life mm -hmm. and, you know, um, move, shift his perspective from being on the materialistic things to the soul level things. Yes. And it's like, that's what alignment is always doing for us is yeah. shifting us from the ego to the soul. Yes. And so again, it's like, okay, when we feel disappointed, when we feel these things, what if we shifted our perspective? Yes. To say, what was the universe really showing me? What yeah. really does matter? Yes. What is my soul telling me on this day? Yeah. And I think, you know, having a ritual where it gets you quiet, gets you into a, you know, connects you into that alignment, doing meditation, you know, having an RTP session to connect you yeah. to yourself, right? Yeah. Love that. I've had other women, you know, have RTP sessions close to their birthday. And it's, it's beautiful. It's so because beautiful. you're like, oh my gosh, this is you, you remember your power. Yes. You remember your truth. You can yes. connect to yourself on that deeper level, having a massage, taking that time for yourself. Even if you have to go to uh, a job or you know do your yeah. mundane your regular mundane tasks that day but kind of niching out things that help you ground into yourself yes i think like the most important birthday ritual we can you know all have absolutely and your ritual you get to create like i think mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing we can stress here is like my ritual of a float tank now on my birthday is something that just kind of happened and aligned beautifully because it was where i was headed and now it's become a thing for me. But if your ritual yeah. is like going and hiking in a certain area, or maybe it's making your own birthday cake because you really yes. love the act of baking, or yes. it's taking a really long bubble bath and like drinking a really good glass of wine, like your ritual can be literally anything that makes you happy. And the biggest, here's like the biggest aha about birthdays. You get to gift yourself your birthday. Yes. So love do it. not... Do not like pressure yourself like, oh my God, I'm 21. Oh my God, I'm 25. Like people are going to expect that like, I want to have like a big birthday going out to bars, like, you know, obviously past outside of COVID times or, you know, whatever the big celebration is. Or like, if you're not one of those people that wants to get like this, those balloons, like, I feel like that's such a thing now. Like you get the balloons that are your oh, age. That, yeah. and you like pose with them on Instagram and yes. you're just like, I'm so cute. I'm 25 now. Who is that? Who is doing that? Um, Leos are doing that. True, true. Aries yep. are doing that. Enneagram yeah. sevens are doing that. Yes. Right. And so this is, I think, when let's combine that to what do you know about ourselves? And yes. you know, in I love what you're saying about like taking ownership about our birthdays because when we're children, we don't have control around anything. No. So you you pick the theme maybe, but that's yeah. It. 
Yeah. Right. Like Elmo themed or whatever. Right. And you get to ask for what you want or not want or whatever, but you're reliant on other people to fulfill your celebration. But as we get older, right, we're no longer that small child dependent on adults. You are now an independent adult able to create your own reality. So whether or not your birthdays sucked as a kid or were amazing as a kid, you are in control of that now. And the more I think we know about ourselves, the more we can bring that energy of alignment into ourselves, right? Because Enneagram sevens are going to be throwing a freaking party, whether it's a Zoom dance party or whether it's with the big, you know, number balloons, like you're saying, because that's their alignment. You know, you're, you're in Libra energy. I'm in Pisces energy. So having that balance of Mm. quiet time and, and an enjoyable time is great. You know, don't do them on the same day, have a day to do those things. Like I feel like doing the hike and going to the same restaurant, it can be I'm like, is this boring? Like, should I be doing something else? And I'm like, no, this brings me so much joy. I get the same food every time I go there. <laughs> but that's your celebration. Yes. That's your ritual. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now I like, I'm like, I went to this other place for dessert and it was just fun and it was yeah. casual and it really represented me. And then I can have a birthday with, you know, with my girlfriends and do, and with my parents yeah. and, and spreading it out people have birthday weeks, right? Yes. And it's like, and what does that speak to? The energetic pull of the time before and after your birthday, mm-hmm. right? And so, yes, celebrate to the level that is right for you and yes. really just give yourself permission, I think is what we're really saying, yes. to release the expectations of other people. And this is your day to be selfish. Yes. And in whatever that means for you. Mm-hmm. If, you're, um, if, you're, if service is your love language and you want to be the hostess with the mostest for yeah. your birthday, do that yes. because that's what brings you joy. Exactly. If your love language is gift giving and you're like, okay, this is, and you send out your, your Pinterest mood board do that and then yes. buy yourself all the stuff that didn't come to you yeah ask it to be gift wrapped <laughs> yes exactly like you, you know can, yeah you can create this for yourself and I think too like some of us do really like to have that experience of like something nice being done for you mm-hmm. but be explicit with that then like yes. share that with a trusted person in your life not just like the friend at work that like your kind of casual acquaintances with who says like I'd love to plan you a birthday party like Trust somebody who's in your inner circle to do that. And then just really be honest with them. Don't just say, I would really love a party. And then like, hope that they get the hint. Say, hey, would you mind like planning a party with me? Like I can give you like the rough outline, but like, I would really just love a party thrown for me. Mm -hmm. And if they love you, they would gladly do that. But you have to be able to ask in order to allow it to come to you. Yes. And you have to know what you want. Yes. And so- kind of going back is like the more you know about yourself mm-hmm. the more in alignment to you the less you're going to be disappointed in your life because you're going to be putting out to the universe an expectation that's in alignment to your soul and yeah. even if that's saying i am setting the intention to be further in alignment with my soul 
That is now what you're expecting. You don't have to be a match yet yeah. because we're never a match, right? That's literally what the messy path is. That's what our spiritual growth and development yeah. is, is the journey. And if every year your birthday wish is to be more in alignment with yeah. my soul purpose, to be more in alignment with my soul, it's like, yes. Yes. I love that. And that I think is, that's the crux of this whole thing. Like just find the ownership and the power for you to ask for what you are trying to create in your life. Like that's all, that's it. And take that on. Like your birthday doesn't have to be this scary thing. Or like if there's something that you've always experienced in birthdays that just makes you like cringe, like if you mm -hmm. hate having happy birthday Sunday, you just tell people not to sing happy birthday to you. Like it really is such a beautiful day for you to just step up into what it is you want to create and to mm -hmm. learn to ask for it, which I think we as women, like don't ever, mm -hmm. we're never told like, oh yeah, you can ask for whatever you want. It's like, no, you should go with the flow and just like accept what's given. And, you know, hopefully your husband will be smart enough to realize that you were giving hints all month. Like, yes, stop like, with the coy no. hints and just ask yes. for what you bloody want. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, this is our challenge for you. Yes. But this is us giving you the permission to start taking ownership of your birthday yeah. and flip the perspective to dreading becoming another year older to becoming another year wiser, another year deeper into your, your experience. And I think mm -hmm. we have so much societal pressure about how we look and how we feel. And it's like, look for people who are living it. Watch mm -hmm. the RBG, you know, documentary, see her 87 year old self, like working out, you know, at the gym, you yes. know, look for people who are owning it. Look at freaking Christy Brinkley, who yes, still mm -hmm. looks amazing at yeah. whatever age she is, you know, or, um, you know, look to these people who are fully embracing themselves. Nobody yeah. looks at Meryl Streep and is like, mm, why yeah. hasn't she retired yet? Everybody looks at Meryl Streep and is like, girl, goals. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You're amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. And I, that's the fun thing. Like let yourself embrace where you're moving to. Yes. Like I, you know, I'm getting like crow's feet and I actually kind of like them because you know what it means? It means I smile a lot. Like mm -hmm. what, what's wrong with that? And it's always something that I noticed in my mother that I've definitely manifested because I remember noticing her like crow's feet come in when she was getting older. And I was like, oh, okay. So she's just at that age where she gets, you know, crow's feet. There was no like tension in that belief for me. It was just like, okay, this is something that happens to your body. Like all of those judgments, whew, like it, it's hard to do in one fell swoop, but like when you notice those critical thoughts come up, like, oh my God, I found a gray hair. Should I dye all my hair now? No. Okay. You have a gray hair. Like just mm -hmm. sit with that reality. It doesn't mean that you're old. It doesn't mean that you won't be able to date. It doesn't mean any of the negative that you've been taught by our crazy beauty culture. Um, yeah, just release, release, release. Um, and, and seeing like in, uh, shamanic, um, you know, communities, shamans were, are women who are, um, who had stopped menstruating, right? Yeah. So this is post menopause. So they don't think that you're able to like be a full energy worker until you're older, right? Well, or That's a shaman awesome. particularly. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. And it's like, when we look at the wise women in our past, like tribes and communities, we can learn from that and we can grow into it, right? We're growing 
into our lives. Mm -hmm. There's no part of our seven-year-old self that's still alive in our body today, like Mm -hmm. on a physical level, right? Every seven years are the full cells regenerate in in our bodies. Every Mm -hmm. cell is different, you know, even from one month to another, we're releasing, you know, our eggs and moving through another cycle. It's like, we are always in a constant state of releasing mm-hmm. and we are releasing of our past self and moving forward into our future self. Yes. And that is exciting. Yes. And we can look at that as a great, exciting time. It's like giving you a new slate and yeah. you get to choose to bring and carry over with you the things that you still want from mm-hmm. before. And you get to cast away the things that are no longer serving you. And I love that we're doing this episode. It's October 2nd right now. Mm-hmm. It's a full moon tonight. Yep. And so it's a, it's a changing of the seasons. It's a changing of the month. It's a full moon. And we're talking about birthdays. Like this is a great time for you to have a birthday. (laughs) It's just, it all flows. And I love that you mentioned like releasing what no longer serves you and then planning for what you want to create, because that's another really beautiful ritual. That's so simple. Like take Mm -hmm. two pieces of paper and on one of them say, here's everything I'm ready to be done with that happened to me this year. And here's everything I'm ready to welcome into my life in this coming year. And you could do this at new year's. You can do it whenever it feels aligning. You You could do it every month. Like it's up to you to create that ritual and that celebration in your life. And I think birthdays, which is why we're doing this episode, is just a super powerful day to, to do that for yourself, to really make a one day a year just about you and your growth and your personal reflection. Yes. Yeah. Now, I know you did a tarot card poll. I did. I'm so excited to hear that. So if you want to just tell us about that and its yeah. meaning and that'll kind of be we'll wrap up then for yeah, today yeah. so yeah so I did that was like a new ritual that I found this year I'm pulling out my journal to make sure I'm speaking to it correctly um so it's a seven card pull and the layout is like two cards and then like above those two cards to the right are, are like two kind of cards that are fanned out and then it goes back down in the line to two cards and then there's one card that like sits below the whole line And the two cards on the left are what you're leaving behind and what you learned in the last year. And then the two cards on the far right are like the next thing that you're going to learn in the theme for the year ahead. The two kind of fanned out cards above are the two things you're going to do to celebrate in that day that you're doing the poll. So like whether it's the day you're celebrating your birthday or actual birthday. And then the bottom card is the message from your guides. So I loved it. Like mine was so freaking spot on. Um, it was all about like releasing the challenges in the belief of like victimhood and struggle that I have been like closing up over the past couple of years. And then moving into like, everything was like abundance and green light for the next year, which I'm so excited because I've always felt like my 34th year was just for whatever reason, it's my number. And I just super gravitate towards it. So I'm excited to what's going to be created. Um, And then my doing something and like celebrating was just sitting in my accomplishments was what those cards reflected. And it was, it was like, oh yeah, I do like just get to hang out here today and like relish in the stuff that I did over this past year. And I loved my message from my guides because when I first turned the card over, it was the nine of swords. And I don't know if you know what the nine of swords looks like, Mm -hmm. but it's like this girl in bed, like crying at least in my tarot deck. And there's all these like ghosts and like, kind of like 
evil looking like specters around her. And it's about your anxiety. Um, let me look this up. I just want to make sure your fears and anxieties. And as I was like reading it and interpreting it, I'm like, why would my guides be telling me about fear and anxiety? And yesterday morning when I woke or today, my birthday morning, when I woke up, um, I had this moment of like, oh my God, I used to wake up anxious every single day as a little girl. And I don't know why that popped into my head, but then I went and I did my tarot reading and I got the fear and anxiety thing. And I felt like it was my guide saying like, you don't need to be anxious anymore. You yes. don't need to like tune into that energy anymore. Um, so it, yeah, it was a really cool card pull. So that, um, yeah, that spread is really awesome. We'll link to it in the, in the show notes, just if anyone wants to do it for their birthday. So, uh, so I know we said that we didn't, but yeah. I love that you said 34 is your number. And it made me think like, okay, what's the numerology for 34? Mm -hmm. And I thought that's something that if you don't know what you want to focus on mm -hmm. for the coming year, one, literally ask the universe. Yeah. If you say, I don't know how I want to celebrate. I don't know how that's going to be. Ask the universe, what is the right way for me to celebrate? Yes. What would help me feel fulfilled? align me to my joy, right? Align me to the right celebration for me this year, yes. right? Bring the people, the things, whatever, align me to what is best serving for me. Yes. And look up the numerology for what that year represents, yes. right? And, and use it to call in that energy. So 34 is a message that the ascended masters and angels are around you and you are able to communicate free, freely with them and your desires and your wishes, your fears, feelings, and foibles, anything you wish. Their responses will be heard, felt, and sensed on all levels. Pay particular attention to your intuition and inner wisdom. Yay. But extra effort towards your creative endeavors and make and you will reap long-term rewards. Yay. Amazing. Amazing. And like yeah. look that up as your inspirational message and have that healthy be a focus for the year. Exactly. Oh, so fun. I love birthdays. I feel like we could go on and on about this all day. Yeah. Um, so as always, share with us what were your birthday highs and lows? Yes. What's a ritual that you really like doing for your birthday? What's something that you're in an aha moment about for no longer needing to do on your birthday that you don't have to do? Maybe you don't like cake and you're like, I'm, everyone brings me cake. I never want cake again on my birthday. Cool. Yeah. Do something else, you know, um, share it with us and, and uh, keep us posted. Yes, absolutely. Um, so much love to you all. Take your birthday and own it. Mm -hmm. Bye. All right, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to connect with us on Instagram or online, you can find our details in the show notes. And remember, the, the mess, mess is the is journey. The journey.